Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. Recording this episode Friday afternoon, just as the pressers are coming to an end. There's one or two that haven't slipped through yet, but I'll let you know which ones those are when I do the A to Z of teams. The FPL deadline this week, 11am UK time on Saturday. On today's episode, as usual, I'll summarise the news from the press conferences, do 10 quickfire questions and discuss captaincy and transfers for the weekend. Captaincy more interesting than usual with some comments from Pep today. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. quick run through of the press conference updates first up it's Arsenal there was no direct comments from Mikel Arteta today they did play in Europe on Thursday night and there was a couple of tweets that defender Gabriel limped down the tunnel after the game and that he was grimacing in pain but obviously nothing else on that so far on Friday so maybe keep an eye on that situation before the deadline to see if anything comes out before then at Aston Villa, Luca Dean is back in full training. At Bournemouth, goalkeeper Neto is ruled out and unlikely to feature before the World Cup again. So that weakens them defensively. Solanke is a lot better than expected. So read into that what you wish if you own him. I think if I did own him, still looks like he's a pretty big doubt for the game, given that it was a heavy knock. So I would probably look to sell Solanke now if you don't have other issues to deal with. At Brentford, Norgard is unlikely to feature. At Brighton, Joel Veltman has some problems, but Lalana is okay. At Chelsea, Kulabelli has been ruled out again. And at Crystal Palace, there's nothing new in terms of injuries. On to Everton and Frank Lampard. Patterson is available, but it looks like Seamus Coleman could keep his place. The comments from Frank were, the injury allowed Seamus to come in and find form and fitness, and I think that peaked against Crystal Palace. So Coleman's probably played his way into the team for the time being. My guess is Coleman keeps his place and Patterson might have to be patient. At Fulham, Tete is available after missing a couple of games. At Leeds, there's quite a few doubts ahead of that Liverpool fixture. Sinistera, Gelhart, Rodrigo, Cooper and Adams all are a little bit in question. According to Jesse March, he says we'll see how the next 48 hours go for all of those players. At Leicester City, Johnny Evans will be checked, which is the case most weeks at this stage of his career. And Ndidi is back in training at Liverpool, Thiago should be available after an ear infection. Klopp expects Henderson to be okay and Konati is available for selection. And the big news we've all been waiting for today, Pep Guardiola comments on Erling Haaland. He said he feels better, 
We have a training session this afternoon and we will assess. We will see how he feels in his foot and we will decide after that. So to me, that's pretty positive. That looks like he's going to train today, which is Friday. So for me, I think I'm not going to do anything with Haaland. I'll talk about captaincy when it comes to it, but probably going to captain him after those comments today and just make sure I have a good vice captain. Kyle Walker remains out for City. There was no major news from Manchester United, but Ten Hag is hoping Anthony Martial can make an appearance at some point before the World Cup. At Newcastle, St. Maximin could be available. He's going to be assessed in training today. No updates from Nottingham Forest. At Southampton, Bella Kotchap is not expected back until game week 15. This is game week 14, of course. Tottenham, also no updates there at the time of recording, so keep an eye out for those later. West Ham, so Jared Bowen missed the Thursday night European fixture with an ankle issue. Moy said today that Bowen has done a little bit of running on the grass, so we will see. So, again, hard to know what to do there. If I owned them, again, not very clear on information there, so I'd probably look to sell Bowen for the likes of Foden or Saka if you don't own those players. Paqueta, who's missed the last few games, remains out, but he could be back game week 15. And finally at Wolves, Diego Costa picked up an issue in training on Wednesday, but he did train today, so he faces a late fitness test. So that is most teams, press conference news and team news rounded up ahead of the weekend's action. Ten quickfire questions now for Game Week 14. First one is from Mark Almiron or an Arsenal midfielder. Mark says, was planning on Bowen to sack this game week, but the form of Almiron and the fact Arsenal are away to Chelsea next game week means I'm having second thoughts. So would I go Almiron or an Arsenal midfielder? I just think Arsenal are the superior team to Newcastle. I like their attackers a lot. And I think Saka is one of the best buys you can make this game week with it being Nottingham Forest at home. Newcastle do have good fixtures as well. Almiron has been on fire so far this season. Will it continue? Some will say yes, some will say no. I'm probably going to be in the no camp. I've got a lot more faith in Saka to be consistent long term. So I would do Bowen to Saka and I'm happy to wait on Almiron until after the World Cup and reassess things there. But easy to say that for me because I've already got triple Newcastle defence. Question from Josh. Is upgrading Mitrovic or Tony to Harry Kane still a good option? Yes, I think it is. Kane has been very, very consistent this season. Tottenham's next three fixtures, Bournemouth, Liverpool and Leeds. I think that is three good fixtures for attackers. Liverpool, pretty poor defensively. Their underlying numbers are terrible defensively as well. So that is not an issue for Harry Kane next game week. If you don't have him and you're thinking about bringing him in this week, I think that's absolutely fine. In terms of upgrading Mitrovic or Tony, I think those of us who own both, I do own both. I can see myself losing one, if not both, before the World Cup because Mitrovic, I think game week 15, plays Manchester City and then it's Manchester United in game week 16. So the fixtures are tricky on paper. And then Tony also has a tricky one. I think it's game week 16. That might be Manchester City as well. So losing Mitrovic or Tony, I think is okay, but I wouldn't be overly keen on doing it this week because both of them have good home fixtures. But if it is part of a double move, to get Harry Kane, and if you rate Harry Kane very highly, and he might even be in your captaincy thoughts this week, or, or vice-captaincy, 
if Haaland was to miss out, you know, we might need our vice captain this week. So Kane, for that reason, is quite attractive for a Bournemouth fixture. So yeah, Kane, great pick. If you want him, go and get him. But do bear in mind, Mitrovic and Tony have good fixtures this game week. So I think it's better to maybe lose those guys in game week 15 and game week 16. Question from Ewan Leith. Should I sell Salah and Zaha for Saka and Kane for a minus four? But I would captain Kane. So, I mean, this question came in before the Pep comments. So this might, Ewan might have changed his mind now. He might be quite confident to captain Haaland after those comments. If that's not the case, what do I think of the minus four? So I'm never too keen on minus fours, especially when it involves selling two players with two good home fixtures because Salah's home to Leeds. Leeds are a bit of a mess at the moment, so I expect Liverpool to win that comfortably and hopefully Salah will be in the points. And likewise, Zaha, I'm contemplating selling them for Saka, but I'm having you know a bit of pause there because Palace are at home to Southampton, who also have got pretty poor defensive numbers. We know Zaha and Palace are much better at home. So that minus four, not too keen on it because Salah and Zaha have the good home fixtures. Question from Dieter. What about Mitrovic out for Darwin Nunes? I was going to sell Mitrovic next week, but Leeds at home this week for Darwin seems already too tasty to ignore. I do really like Darwin as a purchase this week for the Leeds game. I expect him to start. I expect his minutes to improve over the next three game weeks. Obviously, there's no Jota and there's no Diaz, so he has to start. We just hope his hamstrings will hold up and they won't protect him too much. If you are planning Mitrovic to Darwin next game week and you don't have any issues this week, I don't mind going a week early, but you've got to really fancy Darwin to outscore Mitrovic. Mitrovic home to Everton. He scored in the last three. You know, I fancy Mitrovic to score again this game week. So you're really hoping Darwin goes big. But if you really fancy it, I wouldn't stop anyone from making that move. Like I said, a lot of us are probably going to sell Mitrovic game week 15 anyway. So if you take the gamble, it could work out with Darwin against Leeds. Question from George Buller. What are your thoughts on Kevin De Bruyne? And a cheap defender, around 4.5 million, versus Foden and Trent for the next couple of game weeks. So when I think of a defender around 4.5 million at the moment, it's probably Ben White because Arsenal are a pretty good defence and they've got good fixtures. I think two of the next three are pretty good for Arsenal. So I do like Kevin De Bruyne and Ben White, but this is a close one because Foden one of the best picks in the game. I expect him to get plenty of minutes next three game weeks. And Trent, yes, Liverpool's numbers are not good, but it's still Trent. There's a couple of very nice home fixtures in there for Liverpool between now and the World Cup. So I don't mind Trent as a bit of a differential. Not too many people have him. So I still think Foden for about four million less than De Bruyne is the better pick. And then Trent offers you a short-term punt with high upside. If it doesn't work out, you can get rid of them with your unlimited transfer. So I'm going to go for the Foden and Trent option here. Question from Stephen. Is it worth keeping both Saka and Martinelli when there's so many mid-price midfielders returning? The latter especially isn't a regular returner, but he hauls when he does, twice since game week three. Stephen's had Martinelli since game week one, so lots of value tied up, but Saka feels like the better pick right now. Yeah, I do agree. I think Saka is the number one pick from the Arsenal attack. 
I think it's close then between Jesus and Martinelli. I would love to own Jesus this game week, but probably not going to be able to get there because I don't fancy a minus four from Tony or Mitrovic. The four yellow cards gives me slight pause there as well because it would be pretty frustrating to to buy Jesus and then he, you know, if he gets booked even next game week and misses the Wolves game, that would be a kick in the teeth. So Saka for sure is the best Arsenal asset. And I still think Martinelli's worth keeping. Yes, he's been quiet recently, but we've got to remember those of us who've had him from the start, we didn't pay much for him. So we're not expecting returns every single game week. And I'm hopeful with the fixtures that he will be in the points again soon. Fixtures are not in the forest at home, Chelsea and then Wolves. So two out of three good fixtures. Anything against Chelsea would be a bonus question from Matthew Martel and a few people were asking about differentials what do you rate as the best differential picks for each position at the moment Matthew feels like he needs something to give him an edge against the template but no one's inspiring him at the moment so what I've done here I've gone to my watch list I've sorted by ownership and I've just looked at the players that I'm interested in that their ownership is quite low so one defender Ben White 7.6% I know he's not much of a differential when other people have the likes of Saliba, Ramsdale and Gabriel. But if you don't have an Arsenal defender, I think Ben White is great. Plenty of midfield options. Madison, who a lot of people sold when he got suspended. He does have Manchester City this week, which is not ideal, but his ownership is down to 9.2%. So I like that. Harvey Barnes as well, performing very well. I think it's three goals in the last five games. Just 1.7% ownership. Rashford, 15.7% ownership. It's not extremely low. But there's a good chance in your mini leagues, he's probably not in many teams. So I like him as well. Another goal in Europe on Thursday night. Anthony Gordon on the score sheet last game week. Everton have the best fixtures until the World Cup. 2.2%. Darwin Nunes, 6.5%. I think a lot of people will go there game week 15 if he delivers in game week 14. So maybe you can get ahead of the game for one game week with him. Callum Wilson, still like him as a pick. 2.4%. Skamaka, 2%. Mitrovic to Skamaka game week 15 I think will be popular because Skamaka's got better fixtures 15 and 16 and finally Calvert-Lewin is probably the puntiest of all and he's got the lowest ownership at 0.4% you're backing his fitness and you're backing Everton to deliver in those three favourable fixtures so there is options out there uh, and like I said when there is only three game weeks to go before the break you can be a bit more aggressive you can be a bit more punty and then you can reset everything in game week 17 so don't be afraid to pick one or two outside of the box picks this game week and next game week question from Tin of Beans I really enjoy getting a question from a Tin of Beans every week now how important is it to have a deep bench this game week with the Cancelo slash Haaland virus talk is just two bench players viable or should I get a third one rather than rolling my transfer? So, yeah, there was talk midweek that Cancelo and Haaland had been ill. But there was pictures then of most of the squad training together, you know, around the swimming pool, doing a recovery session. So you would have thought if there was an illness that those players would have been kept away. So I'm not too worried about that. It's more the Haaland knock to his foot. But again, I think those comments were quite positive from Pep today. So I don't think we need to worry too much about our benches this season. My team, anyway, have only had one or two auto-subs. I don't expect that to change too much. If you've got two bench players, that's more than enough. I don't think you need to go and get a third one. So I think I would just roll my transfer there rather than getting another one. Question from Stuart Donalds. What is a realistic end-of-season target 
if I'm sitting just inside the top 1 million rank right now? Good question. I'm sure plenty of people are thinking the same. It's been a quite a frustrating season for myself and I'm sure for a lot of the listeners as well. But the ranks are pretty bunched up. So for this question, I went to livefpl.net. They've got a really nice chart which shows you how many points you are behind certain rank positions and how far ahead. So my rank is 782k. I dropped about 300,000 places last game week. But even at 782k, I'm 45 points behind the top 100k. So 45 points to me is not much at all, especially when you've got all your chips left and you've got double game weeks and blank game weeks to come in the second half of the season. So 45 points behind top 100k, I'm 55 points behind top 50k, which I think is a realistic target for me. Like I said, chips and double game is to come. Important to remember as well, because the World Cup is almost here, in my head, I feel like we're almost halfway through the season, but we're not. We we lost a whole game week, so we've only actually had 12 game weeks of action which leaves 26 game weeks of action left to play You know when all them games get rescheduled. So don't get too downbeat if you're 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 4 million. You've got a massive chunk of the season still to go. So just don't panic with these three games before the World Cup. I would say play it steady, make sensible transfers, make sensible captaincy decisions, and then you've got you know five or six weeks to reassess everything, to look at stats, to go back and look at games, and just to come back fresh to attack the second half. Or it's it's almost two thirds of the season afterwards, really. So yeah, don't panic. Uh, there's plenty of time to recover. Try to ignore your rank as much as possible. Ignore your mini league position because all that matters is game week 38. Final question is from FPL Milo Dino. During the World Cup period, will player prices be frozen? I don't have a definitive answer on this, but having done a quick Twitter search, it does seem to be that FPL will freeze player prices during the World Cup period. Like I said, I haven't seen anything official from them. Hopefully they'll come out and let us know that pretty soon. That would be great because it means that we wouldn't need to worry about visiting the FPL website during the World Cup. We can just kick back, forget about it and enjoy the World Cup tournament. So yes, it looks like player prices will be frozen, but hopefully we'll get some confirmation on that soon. On to captaincy for the weekend. So obviously Haaland is a doubt. He is yellow flagged. We've had the Pep presser. So you make of that what you wish. It's a Leicester fixture for Manchester City. I think I'm going to captain Haaland and just make sure I have a decent vice captain. I think there's a good chance... Haaland will start or else they won't risk him at all. Obviously, worst case scenario, he gets 15 minutes and he gets a one-pointer. But I just think given how good he is, given that it's a good fixture and there is a chance he could start, I'm not going to overthink it and I'm going to captain Haaland and hope for the best. Other options, if you don't fancy it or you feel like this is a week where you can go different because of the doubts, De Bruyne and Foden are good captaincy candidates in the same fixture. Kane's at Bournemouth, that's fine. Arsenal guys, Saka, Jesus and Martinelli at Nottingham Forest. You've got Salah and Darwin against Leeds. And even Mitrovic against Everton, I think, is fine. So currently I've got Salah as my vice-captain. There's a good chance I'm going to buy Saka tonight or maybe tomorrow morning. So for me, it's probably going to be between Salah and Saka for my vice-captaincy. I'll give that more thought once I've made the transfer. And it looks like I'm going to leave that captaincy armband on Erling Haaland. 
In terms of those transfers, I think I've probably got about four options this week. Option one is to save the transfer. Just keep Zaha against Southampton, which is okay. Option two, Zaha to Saka, which has always been my plan. So that's probably what I'm going to follow through with. I wanted to get Saka game week 13. Didn't happen. So I don't really want to go any longer. I just really want to own him again. Get him in for these three game weeks and hope he continues to deliver. So Zaha to Saka most likely happening. Other options I looked at were Tony out for Darwin. I've got exactly 0.0 in the bank for that move. And I often think, is that a sign from the FPL gods that you should do it? But probably not going to lose Tony when he's got a good fixture. I could also get Jesus for Tony. And then the fourth option is Doherty out for White. I could also sell Botman for White and bench Doherty. So I'm quite keen to see what the predictions for Tottenham starting 11 look like on Twitter later this evening. If Doherty is in those predicted 11s, I'll keep him in my 11. If he's not, I might switch Botman in and put Doherty on the bench. So most likely Saka comes in and hopefully he delivers against Nottingham Forest. So the current 11, Pope and Goal, Trippier, Cancelo and Doherty with Botman on the bench, Salah, Foden, Martinelli and Zaha with Andreas on the bench and then Haaland, Captain, Mitrovic and Tony. Best of luck for Gaming 14, folks. And most importantly, have a great weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday to preview Game Week 15. If you enjoy the content and you can support me at patreon.com forward slash FPL General. Wishing you all a big green arrow this weekend. The Athletic. <laughs>